Fourteen years ago, I released a movie film which brought great shame to Kazakhstan. But now I was instructed to return to Yankee land to carry out secret mission. I go to America! What do you say? No, it's not me. People make recognize my face. I would need disguises. This man is a sex criminal? No, no sex criminal. I will take this to be a fat <laughs> like American man. Yeah? This is a good one. <laughs> Where is his crumb? You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, a guy to sequel remakes. This is episode 329. I'm Marquis Mike. Back in virtual reality. Second wave podcasting. Here it is. Oh, man, you know, it would be cool. I was just thinking it would be cool if we had VR goggles. Yeah. To do a, a podcast like Oculus or whatever mm. those are. I mean, you, you could be like in a in an air, airplane flying a jet. I could be riding a bull or something, but we could be podcasting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I know um, some of the podcasts that do uh, 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 video have a video component. They, they've been, uh, you know, they have fun with the, those Zoom green screens. So this would just be the next step. VR. And it'd be better. It'd be better. I hate. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be some lame like, oh, hey, I'm on a beach. We know you're not on a beach. I hate those. We, uh, we have a lot of people that use those at work. Oh, okay. And I absolutely hate. I'm glad I work in a culture where it is 100% understood we are not turning on our cameras. It's just I, audio know, only. A lot of the times, like when we have a real big meeting, everyone is just doing audio, um, uh, except for maybe the person talking or whatever. Uh, when we have our little small team meetings, we all do video. And it honestly, it's kind of nice to see everyone's face. But you also still go to the office. Yeah, I've been working from home. Um, yes, yeah, so I do go to the office. So it isn't. So I. I, I it's a weird setup. I go to the office to do all my meetings from my desk. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people I work with doing that, too. I, yeah. We get in on I, a WebEx or, or whatever, and they're they're clearly sitting at the office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are things outside of meetings I have to take care of in factory. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I go. This week, though, uh, I, I've been working from home. And it's been really nice just to, like, dial into a meeting and um, put my phone on mute. I kick my feet up. I turn on the TV, and I just, you know, kind of zone out for a bit until someone says my name. Isn't that great? Yeah. I, I uh, yeah, I did that today. I had a, I had a long meeting, and I, um, I, I scooted over on my workspace, and I started uh, working on some uh, board game stuff. So, but hey, I was there. I was present. <laughs> yeah. Present and accounted for. So uh, when you're not working on board games and, and doing meetings, what have you been watching these last uh, three weeks now? Well, we've been hitting Sopranos hard, like I mentioned pre-show to you, and we're, we're almost done with that. So a lot of my viewing time has been The Sopranos, but I did get a few movies in, some old, some new. Um, so the last couple Saturdays, I've tuned into my favorite Turner Classic Movies on saturday night for noir alley and and a couple uh, a couple interesting ones there one is called nightfall there's a, a 1956 movie and 
And that was actually a really cool um, movie. It, it 56 is kind of end of the noir era. Um, so it was kind of a more modern movie. And, and you could also tell this is when uh, studios started selling things to TV. And so it was filmed a little differently to make it more TV friendly. Uh, but yeah, Nightfall, was I highly recommend it. It, it was really good. Um, and then I, I watched a 1946 movie called Fear. And this is actually a, a pretty mod, mediocre um, adaptation of a Dostoevsky uh, crime and punishment. Uh, it's American. So not related movie. to the Mark Wahlberg fear. No, not at yes, all. You can't do that as a remake. No, not we can't do that as a remake. Uh, it was not great. But I'll tell you what was great about it, Mark. It was only 60 minutes. Mm. It was a short movie. Yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah, and it wasn't it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. I mean, I've I've read Crime and Punishment, so I knew the gist, and it was fine. It is actually would be considered a B movie. Um, it's from a, a widely known B movie studio. I think they were called Monogram. If uh, I recall from the uh, the pre-show that they always do on that. Um, and then I decided I needed a classic. Uh, so I watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, that movie still rules. I, I probably watch that once every couple years. And Indiana Jones was one of my things growing up. That was my deal. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, those are my stay-home-sick movies. And I, I wasn't sick. But I decided to watch Raiders, and it was still awesome. Those pesky Nazis, man, they just they just never let up. No. And then finally, I watched a 2020 release, believe it or not. Um, and I, I watched the the Will Ferrell Julia Louis Dreyfus movie called Downhill. Okay, yeah. And yeah, that was this year. <laughs> yeah, that movie released i would i was thinking it was probably about when COVID hit the states mm-hmm. and things started to go a little nuts um so a few comments on that movie it uh it is it was um completely um let's uh the the trailer and the previews did not do it justice for the kind of movie it is uh-huh. at all. Um, I watched a uh, preview for it after I watched it because uh, we we watched it thinking, oh, this will be a you know a Will Ferrell, you know, hey ski movie, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And it is not a comedy, like in the least. There's a couple laugh out loud moments, but it is not a comedy. If it, it if it's a comedy, it's a dark comedy. But it's definitely more of a drama. And I watched the, the trailer for it again, and they definitely uh, missold what that movie was about. And it wasn't a particularly good movie, but it also wasn't a particularly bad movie. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, I think if you're interested, check it out. Um, I think the performances are actually really good with uh, Julia Dreyfus and, and Will Ferrell does one of his 
you know, he's always a little bit better in his more serious movies. Like, um, like Stranger Than Fiction is is one that comes to mind I really like. Um, you know, it's he's not doing his Anchorman thing. Uh, yeah, I, so I know that movie was based off of um, a foreign film. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it had and, an adaptation of like a Swedish film or something. Yeah, and so I saw, I heard about Downhill first, and it definitely looked, you know, and you see Will Ferrell and Julia Louis Dreyfus, and I thought, you know, oh, slapstick comedy. That seems like a funny premise, you know, the guy. Uh, but then I, I was looking, oh, I think Force Majeure is on Hulu, and I, I have it on my queue to watch, and I believe it's listed as a drama. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah this, you're right. Yeah, really like, is, downhill, yeah. you would see that trailer, and you're like, oh, that's a comedy. That, that's like a Will Ferrell comedy, but yeah, uh, yeah. But it, you know, and it, you know, I was looking at the reviews for it, and they're 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 really bad. But I don't, you know, just at the like on Letterbox, like I think it's like at three stars or something, and uh, I'm like, I don't really agree with how poorly reviewed it is mm-hmm. you know it's, yeah 2.4 on letterboxd so yeah it's it's an interesting movie i i didn't love it i didn't hate it the the directing team uh is nat faxon and uh, jim rash uh who you know they, they they show up as like actors in a lot of things but they directed a movie uh, together called the the way way back which i really like um Oh, that was with uh, Offerman. Uh, no, um, Steve Carell. It, 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 I don't know who the kid is, but it's, I believe it's Tony Collette, Steve Carell, and um, Sam Rockwell. It's yeah, about I, a kid who gets a job at a um, a water park during the summer, and Steve Carell's his stepdad. Yeah, I know that one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that definitely you know leans more drama than comedy as well. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. So. I might have to check it out. Yeah, I mean, I, I based I'd on like your to, lukewarm review, I'd like to hear someone else's opinion on it. To be completely honest, yeah. I, yeah, I, and I don't know if maybe I just, yeah, I don't know. But that's that's it. That's what I watched. Oh. A couple movies, and yeah. a whole lot of Sopranos. I've been watching some stuff. I uh, so TV wise. I started uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix, so it was a YouTube, Ooh, yeah. YouTube Red or whatever YouTube's premium thing was called. Uh, now it's on Netflix. Uh, I watched it there. It's good. Like the first episode, I was like, I don't. What was everybody talking about? But then it's hooked me, and now I'm like eight episodes in. I'm like, yeah, I dig this show. Yeah, you know, I I watched the first episode or two uh, when they were free on YouTube. Uh-huh. Before they went to the YouTube Red thing, um, and I thought it was good, but I never went back to it before it went to behind the paywall. Yeah, yeah, having them all available is nice because, like I said, the first one I was like, uh, okay, if I had to wait for the second one or if I had to pay for it, I probably wouldn't have. But the fact that it's Netflix and I, it just keeps going until I tell it to stop or until they yeah. ask me, uh, I was able to you know knock out four, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm watching this. Right on. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to get back to that. Yeah. I did get some movies in. Um, I watched nineteen uh, uh Misery. The, oh, uh, Kathy Bates. Uh, Kathy Bates and um, Scott, not Scott Con, his father James Con. Yeah. 
that it? James Conn? Yeah, James Conn, right. yeah. Okay. Oh, I think his friends call him Jimmy. That's why I was thrown off. I was like, <laughs> James Conn. Uh, yeah, that, that's a very good movie. Um, I mean, it's really, uh, K- Kathy Bates is, like, uh, really great in it. Um, so it enjoyed... Did she get nominated or win Academy Award for that one? I want to say she definitely got nominated. I'm not sure if she won. Uh, let's take a look. It's Kathy kind of funny because that is like uh, I I watched that movie after reading the book when I in my in my junior high or teen years, and as soon as it started, I'm like, wow, that is the perfect Annie Wilkes. Like that's who I had in my mind. Yeah, she did win. She did win the Oscar. The, the movie in general, I kind of watch. I was like, eh. Some of the parts are just like okay, but her performance is just, just so. I mean, that's the movie really. Is just like it's ninety minutes. You're like you're just watching this great Kathy Bates performance. Yeah. Uh, following you know, the Stephen King um, adaptations. Uh, so I think last episode I talked about how I watched it. I watched it chapter two. Um, this is my second time seeing it, and I, I think I, I I think I took like half a star off because the second go around, I was like, man, this movie's so long. Yeah, it is a long one, isn't it? It 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 is. Yeah, it's very long, and and yeah, you know, kind of. I think it just doesn't have a lot of the charm that the first one does with you know the child actors. But man, a three hour runtime for a horror movie is is uh. That's a big ask. Yeah, and it, it it is, but then you got a you got like an Ari Aster movie, which are three hour long, and, and but but it's a different it's a different type of movie though. Uh, was Midsummer that long? I thought Midsummer was at least two and a half hours. Two fifteen. Well, you know what? I'm gonna. Maybe controversial. I'm gonna say Midsummer better than It Chapter Two. <laughs> Going out on a limb there. Yeah. Uh, let's see Hereditary. What was the runtime on that? Uh, Hereditary two hours seven minutes. You know what? Another hot take. Hereditary better than It Chapter Two. <laughs> you know, for Not me, that anytime, anytime a movie pushes past the two hour barrier, it's it's officially a long movie. It's official. No difference between uh, two hours and one minutes in The Irishman. It's just yeah, this movie's <laughs> long. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I got some short movies in as well. Um, I watched a 2016 movie, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. There's a Taika Waititi film uh, starring Sam Neill and a um, very funny kid. Um, that's just that's that's a good movie. That's just a very feel good movie. Yeah, you know, you've rec- you've recommended yeah. that to me multiple times, and I always forget to watch it. I think Hunt for the Wilderness People and Jojo Rabbit, that's just a good double Taika Waititi uh, double feature. Um, kind of long, or you know, you know what else was a, a nice double feature with uh, uh, Hunt for the Wilderness People? I watched uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, the um, Shia LaBeouf um travel or uh, buddy um travel adventure movie 
uh, where he and a, a young man with Down syndrome travel the um, redneck parts of uh, the southeast United States to go to a wrestling school. Um, also, just a very feel-good movie. I, I've had a hard time starting that movie. I've tried to start it on multiple uh-huh. occasions. It just seems it just seems heavy to me. This looks heavy to me. So I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can handle it. You know what? I I I open to say it's it's very light. I don't know if it really goes into like anything super heavy. Okay. Yeah. It has all the makings that it should be heavy, but I I feel like it's kind of kind of a breezy film. Yeah, I need to. I, I definitely need to watch that. Yeah, I might be full shit. You might cry and be like, "No, man, they, they dealt with some real heavy stuff." <laughs> to me, it's just a movie like I watch. It's, it's like hour and a half, and you just kind of like smile the whole time. Like it's very just uplifting, like feel good. Yeah, I need to. I need. To, I need to check that out then for sure. Yeah. Um, if you want something heavy, I did watch. Then the last, you know, rounding out my week of movies, I watched um, 2016's Arrival. Uh, I feel like we've we've been this last few months, especially after doing Blade Runner twenty four nine. We've kind of been on a Denny Villeneuve kick. I think we both watched Enemy, uh, and then Blade Runner, and uh, so I wanted to revisit Arrival, and it's still very good. Yeah, uh, that's another one of those that I have not seen, and I won't go into that. Why I haven't seen it? Because <laughs> I don't want to name names. It has nothing to do with Mark. Is it Amy Adams? <laughs> that was a movie that I was dying to see. Mike refuses to see Amy Adams films, especially because I love, you know, that that like I love like real true sci-fi films. And yeah. um, my significant other was like, "Oh, please wait! I want to see that." And I waited and I waited and we never got to the theater. And I'm still angry about it. Oh. So I, I have refused to watch it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, if this helps. So I watched this with a group of people. I, you know, I had some visitors uh, here this week. I watched this movie twice in two days. Uh, and both times I was like, yeah, this movie's awesome. You watched it twice in I watched it, I watched it one. So I started it one day. And my wife went to, you know, she went to bed. She was tired and she, she only got like 20 minutes in. It was like, this is, she's like, this is really good, but I'm so tired. So I was like, go to bed. We'll watch some other day. So I finished it with uh, a couple other people. We ended the movie. Everyone's like, that's a great movie. And then the next day we, I was kind of talking about arrival and my wife was like, Oh, I want to watch. It. I was like, I'll throw it on again. So we, we did start at 20 minutes in. Uh, but then I just, I watched it all the way through again. And I was like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I got it. I just got to do it. I just got to yeah. do it. And you know, coming off of watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine and uh, and then Sicario in that mix, and then you know seeing Enemy this year, I was just like, yeah, this guy's awesome at making movies. He really is. He really yeah. is. And, like Dune, I don't know if somebody else doing Dune, if I'd be interested in watching Dune, because that's a movie. You know, when I saw the trailer for. It, I was like, ooh, that seems super hot. You know, borrow like kind of one of your. It seems heavy, Dune. It just seems very sci-fi, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can keep up with this. But the fact that it's that director, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see it though, because I yeah. bet it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I know it's it's like an auto, it's an auto, yes. Now, yeah, he, you know, he, is, he has earned my trust as a filmmaker. 
I might revisit Prisoners, even though I saw the movie once and I thought it was really good. But I was like, that's a heavy movie. And I don't know if I want to revisit that movie. <laughs> I don't need to see, you know, what happens to Paul Dano a second time around. But maybe I do. It's a heavy movie. But it's so yeah. good. So, uh, yeah, that's what I watched. I, uh, it, was, it was a good week of, uh, of movie watching. Yeah, you know, you just that's a good mix too. A good mix of films. Yeah, I have to get back to uh, to my notes. I, I had it all queued up, but then I had to Google uh, if Kathy Bates won the uh, uh, won the uh, Oscar or not. She did. Mike and I, we did watch one other movie. We watched um, the 2020 sequel to the 2006. Uh, mockumentary comedy film Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. We watched Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> uh, from here going forward, I'm just going to refer to them as Borat 1 and 2. I think that yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, so Borat 1 is a 2006 uh, mockumentary comedy film uh, starring Sacha Baron Cohen. Um, he plays uh, – he stars as Borat, a fictitious uh, Kazakhstani journalist who travels to the United States to make a documentary which features real-life interactions with Americans. Uh, did you revisit Borat in preparation for this film? I did. I rewatched it. Was this your second time seeing Borat or, or, or did you watch this a couple times when it came out? I th- I think this is probably is probably my man probably third or fourth time watching it. I think. Okay. This was this was second. I, I saw this movie in theaters. I laughed heartily, and I did. I, I set it away for 14 years. It's just a thing that happened. Uh, what were your thoughts rewatching Borat One? You know, I, I still. I still laughed pretty hard. Um, the shock factor wasn't there for me. Right. Um, so I, I didn't, I wasn't like brought to tears like I was the first time I watched it, but it, for me, it surprisingly held up. Yeah. I, the, the, the funny things that happened into it are happened, um, are, you know, are still funny. You're right. Yeah. Like for me, like I think that first time seeing it and never seeing anything like that and just, sitting in, in the theater and being like, is this real? Is this real life? Like what, what's happening, what, what these people are saying and who he's interviewing. And that's kind of not there, but then from there, it's just the things he's doing are still very funny. Yeah. Um, so Borat again, comes out in 2016, it had an $18 million budget. It made a $262 million in the domestic box office. Um, that, that's a profit. Yeah, yeah. It uh, holds a 91% uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes, so uh, very well received. Um, is this – well, Sasha Baron Cohen, um, were you familiar with him before Borat? Were you, were you like an Ollie G guy? I – yeah, I was familiar with him. Okay. I, I wasn't like a – I wasn't watching the Ollie G show on HBO or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I knew I knew he was a guy who had a shtick. Um I didn't know Borat was one of his characters from his show or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, Sosberg Cohen, he, he kind of had this he, doing character work. So this movie kind of it sets off uh, 
a couple other um, Sasuke Cohen movies in this style, uh, Bruno, and then uh, the uh, what, what's the, the Dictator movie? I think it's uh, just called you, The Dictator. The Dictator. Did you see any of those? No, I did not. Me neither. Yeah. So I, I loved. Uh, I, I thought Bora was so funny. And then Bruno came around, and I just, for whatever reason, never got around to seeing Bruno. And same with the dictator. Just never saw it. Yeah, I had a, I had a friend who saw Bruno, and he just suggested I stay away from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah. Um. So, 14 years later, uh, Sasha Baron he's at it again. He begins um, uh, this, this movie. Uh, it kind of had an interesting release. Were you, you know, so we go through, um, hey, here's some upcoming singles. Here's some upcoming remakes. Did you have any idea Borat movie was coming until three weeks before it was released on Amazon Prime? I had, I had no idea. No clue. Yeah, the first I heard about this was, like, probably the Rudy Giuliani stuff. That that happened, I go, and it was like, oh, in a Borat sequel. I was like, they're making a Borat sequel. So was there? So there was was there news about the the Rudy Giuliani thing before? I had no idea. Like I never heard anything about that. No, the the Rudy Giuliani thing. I think I heard I heard about it like three weeks before the movie was available to watch on Amazon Prime. Okay. Did how, that happen? How was, how was that was, reported? Um. How do you mean? Like, how, was it, oh, Rudy Giuliani gets, you know, hosed by a uh, controversial film crew? or Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, Rudy Giuliani caught in, uh, yeah, um, you know, caught in a precarious situation with, you know, and, and, and then you, you know, click on the art, you know, all, everybody's covering it and you read, it's like, oh, you know, Rudy Giuliani was in, in a hotel room, caught with his hands down his pants with a, uh, a you know, female journalist who was portraying to be 15. And, and but then you go through, it's like, oh, but she never told him she was 15. Yeah, so it was, and then you kind of go do it. It's like, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, breaks into the room to, you know. Yeah, so I, I don't know how the clip, like, I, I guess once it goes to Amazon or if they started, you know, because that probably happened to him back in March or April. Yeah, and, and I'm, and that, that's one of the things with all these, both these Borat movies um, is I'm just not, I don't know the legalities of, of filming people and like what, how how did that, how does that happen? How does Giuliani's team let that happen to me? Cause to me, that makes me think everything is staged. (laughs) You know, I really more than the first one, this movie I just found myself being like, okay, some of these, some of them have to be actors though, right? So it's like some people are in on the joke. And what I've read by my very limited half-assed research is that no one was in on the joke. That Sasha Baron Cohen went through great pains to hide the fact that this was a Borat movie. Huh. Like at the debutante ball, uh, apparently those people – are part of like a debutante like society like that's what they would do but they thought that they were filming a movie they they thought they were they were being extras in a movie okay so now, i don't know if that changes the way that they would act or maybe they're less inclined to be shocked by what they're seeing because yeah, that's a lot of you you, you kind of see oh <laughs> 
so in this movie, so so Borat returns. He returns to America uh, under the guys. Uh, or, uh, the plot of this movie is that his 15 year old daughter has accompanied him to America. He is going to offer her as a bribe to Mike Pence, and then from there it's just uh, follows the kind of same beats of Borat. Him traveling the United States and uh, talking to you know, uh, you know, people. Yeah, you know. You know uh of of various um walks of life uh yeah so one of the i I don't want to be like oh he talks like really dumb people (laughs) right right some of them are uh uh yeah so that so the scene at, at the debutante ball where borat and his his daughter um perform perform a dance where she she presents her 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 uh her 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 crotch after she's had her period. Uh, you wonder like, okay, people aren't as shocked or as disgusted as, as they are, and maybe some of that is like, oh well, they know they're there to be, they know they're filming a movie, so maybe they're they're less inclined to. That wouldn't be their their true reaction. Right. So they're they're there knowing there's a movie being filmed. The yeah. shock factor is, yeah, they're not aware yeah. of that. One of the dads, I, I did hear. So when Borat, he does ask one of the one of the fathers what he what the guy thinks his daughter's worth, and he says like five hundred bucks. And there's just that great reaction from hit. I assume his daughter. Yeah. He goes, that's fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, now something like that I was like, okay, how real is that? And so another dad said that he asked several, like Sasha Baron Cohen was going around asking several people that question. And I, I, so I think he, that's real. And he just found the one guy who you know who played. Yeah, the that- you know that that's the thing when I when I watch these I I am thinking how much of this is just super clever editing. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so so other things so uh, the babysitter um, who I think yeah you know as far as uh so someone getting a I don't know if you call these pranks or you know someone who's not in on the joke probably shows as one of the best. She thought she was uh. She didn't know anything about Borat and thought she thought she was what was happening was real and that she was filming a documentary. Okay. Which I guess she was technically. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she so she thought what was happening was real. Um the uh festival that he plays where he sings that uh coronavirus song. Uh, oh yeah, which happens, yeah. Happens in our great state. Makes us look <laughs> Let you know that, there, that there's all types everywhere. <laughs> uh, so one of the, like a city councilman spoke about that, and apparently his, his side of the story is Sasha Baron Cohen paid for the entertainment, paid for the stage. They allowed him to be there, and then once he started singing a song, they tried to get him off stage, but his Sasha Baron Cohen security wouldn't let them do that. Um, which to me was just like. Well, yeah, it still doesn't make you look great. What do you think he was going to do? Yeah. I just yeah. know if Sasha Baron Cohen asked me to do anything, I got my eye on him. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd have your head on a swivel. Oh, that was another part I read. Was So as they were looking for people, they would make um, – people would fill out a um, pop culture um, survey. And one of the questions was like how familiar they are with Borat, and so he purposely selected people who were that familiar with Borat. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Borat was such a major thing. Yeah. You, had, 
Yeah, and there people are there are people that are disconnected from that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, yeah, he he was he went out of his way to try to find people who wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. Otherwise, um, he doesn't have a movie. Yeah. Um. Although you know he kind of does touch on that in the end of the movie, of just like him him showing up in Galveston, Texas, and people just recognizing him on the street. Yeah, and that's uh, it's. I like how he worked that in to yeah. the whole premise. Yeah, so this movie, you know, aside from just kind of watching the movie, laughing at the movie, I, as soon as it ended, I jumped on the internet, just like, okay, what the Mike Pence thing? I was like, okay, that happened. How come I never? How come I didn't hear about that? And, you know, the news cycle is like a twenty-four hour thing, and you know, one story just gets replaced by the next, but I. How come I didn't? It doesn't ring a bell that Sasha Baron Cohen uh, uh, interrupted a Mike Pence speech at, at, at some convention. Well, I, I to me like that is that to me in this whole film was the, the thing that was most close to ha- having to have been clever editing. Yeah, like I do believe he interrupted probably a Republican convention type of thing. He sure as hell could never have pulled that off. When the vice president's in the building. Apparently, what I read from Sasha Baron Cohen's um, uh, account of it is that that happened. Is that he he interrupts Mike Pence's speech and is escorted out by security. He shows up in the Donald Trump suit, makes it through security, and then hides out in the bathroom for five hours before he rushes uh, rushes the the floor to, to do whatever he is he's saying. I... <laughs> I find that very unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but the fact that, I mean, I mean, just knowing like how we talked, neither of us knew a movie was even coming out until three right. weeks before. Maybe he it's, did pull it off. <laughs> well, and, and so, you know, I, I read some of the articles from like the time it happened and it, they didn't even name Sasha Baron Cohen. One article just said Mike Penn or, you know, uh, what was it? C pack or whatever uh, convention it was. He goes, uh, it, it just said, um, you know, CPAC uh, crashed by Donald Trump impersonator. Which that's and just damn d- Didn't even name <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. Just like, oh, some guy dresses Donald Trump, started shouting, was escorted out of the building. Didn't even cite that. No, that was Sasha Baron Cohen. He was doing a Borat movie. So it's so inter- that to me the the whole background of this stuff and him pulling it off is the most interesting thing. Yeah, I actually is for, for you know we haven't talked about like, do we enjoy the movie or not, but or or for going to our normal category. I I would love like a four hour documentary on the making of Borat two, specifically Borat two, more than Borat one, just because of the political nature of yeah. this one. Um, I'm so interested in like how how it all worked. Uh, there's lots of articles on on the, the Mike Pence thing in particular. Yeah. If it if it really pulled it off or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and then like the Giuliani thing, like you know he's come out and spoken about it. But part like he's come out and spoken about it was like, but how did it happen? How does that actress get an interview with Rudy Giuliani? No kidding. Like how, how does, how, how does Giuliani's team not vet this? And all he comes out and says is like, "Oh, that guy's a you know, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's a clown, and what happened didn't actually happen." It's just like, 
but we saw something happen. Yeah. You were still there being filmed. Ah, gosh, it's so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I have to attribute a lot of it to movie magic, but there, there, yeah, there's, he got filmed doing something. <laughs> yeah. It was clearly him. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, I tend to believe like, yeah, he probably was just tucking in a shirt. The fact that you're even being filmed is, is just, that's the weird part. The fact that you got, it's not that you got caught in a compromised situation. It's that you got tricked into doing an interview with Borat. Yeah. Like that's what makes you look dumb. Exactly. And, and yeah. How how did your team let that happen when the only person Giuliani talks to anyways is Fox news. So how, how the hell is it possible? She leading up to it. She calls some, you know, who who knows if that conversation is real, but it's like, is that all it takes is you call and say, I'm a reporter with Patriot truth.com. Well, those hit all the that that hits all the right buttons for yeah. that administration. Yeah, you, you yeah you you need the, the right name. Patriot. Yeah, she's putting on this like yeah. thick. <laughs> you know, she, she has this thick, um, you know, Eastern European accent and just says her credentials and and then you know in movie magic wise she's doing an interview with Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Two hours later. Yeah. Um. So Bora is a it comes out in 2020. Uh. Uh, to the surprise of many people, I had, I had no idea it was coming until it was announced that until uh, September, and then the movie comes out in October. October 23rd uh, stars uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, Maria Bakalova plays his daughter. Um, then from there, it's just a, a cast of um, various people being uh, being punked out by him. Um, let's start, well, okay, what did you like about uh, two? Um, you, you know, I I I did like the timeliness, uh, you know, of, of the political spectrum. Um, I, uh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like here. I, I, like, I like I like the character. I like how he talks. <laughs> I, I I think it is a um. Rewatching Borat, I was like, oh, this movie's kind of uh, like you could you can just kind of put the, put this on and it's kind of a snapshot of just kind of people in America. This is a nice time capsule of uh, a very uh, tumultuous time in, in America uh, that, you know, 10 years from now you put this on and you're just like, oh, yeah, that was 2020. We, we had this virus and this campaign and this administration it was a weird fucking time. It was, yeah. And so this, crazy this movie does just kind of, this is the first um, pandemic movie. Like this is the kind of the first movie addressing that there, there's a pandemic happening. I know it's a mockumentary style, but uh, it'd be interested to see how television shows that come back or movies that are, you know, being filmed now. Like, is this just kind of a, you know, I've thought about like, I, I know sitcoms are coming back. Um, you know, does a show like, uh, um, Oh God, I'm starting to think what's still on the air. Like, uh, like the Goldbergs, or you know, that that's a that's a show that takes place in 1980s, but they have to film it during a pandemic. Like, do they address the pandemic, or, or does a show like Blackish come back, and are they all wearing masks, and the actors are trying to space, or is it just like, 
no, we're business as usual. We're just going to make movies, make television. Right. And you, Act you, like it's not a thing. Yeah, you'll you you, you you'll throw in an episode of Blackish five years from now, from 2020, and it won't look any different really from a episode from 2018. Yeah. It'll be interesting. But, you know, so this is a movie that's very uh, much about um, – the coronavirus as much as it is about, um, you know, the Trump administration and, uh, uh, you know, anything else it touches on. Yeah. I mean, just the current state of our society. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first yeah. one, the first one was like that too, but it, it, it wasn't as, it was a hard a timestamp. Right. Exactly. It, uh, this is, yeah, this is a hard timestamp. 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, his daughter, uh, I just put my phone down. Uh, uh i just said her name maria bakalova um i thought she was great uh you know sasha baron cohen kind of gets this uh you know comedic genius and the fact that he does this character and fancy tricks people i think she was right there you know the fact that she's um person uh who's kind of just matching sasha baron cohen like beat for beat doing the things he does uh i thought it was very impressive it was and you got to give you know, a lot of credit to her, but you got to give a lot of credit to Salsa Baron Cohen for mm. for for letting letting someone else, you know, kind of take the screen away from. Her. Yeah, I mean, really, I, I, she's kind of the star of the movie. He does take a backseat to her a lot. Yeah, uh, but yeah, a lot of the comedy comes from her. Um, and, you know, the the, the biggest. Um, I guess you know the, the, I don't know if the Rudy Giuliani if that's gonna be the thing that this is most known for, but that's essentially all her until you know she she's playing that character um, to do that interview, and it's really just in, until Sasha Baron Cohen breaks in at the end uh, that, that he he's even part of that. Yeah, yep. yeah, he, yeah. She she kind of takes the lead on so much stuff, and and yeah, you're right, she's really good at that. Yeah. Um. What didn't you like what what doesn't work for you about borat 2 um what doesn't work oh you know i i think uh it took a little too long to get out of kazakhstan or uh the intro was just too long for me and 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 weird and uh i think they should have just got him to america faster yeah and i i, I want to know more about that scene where they uh open the crate she's in the crate and then the guy just helps him put the crate back on <laughs> that's that needs to be covered in the documentary that's one of the scenes i look at i go okay is he in on that guy is he in on like he, is, is he, has is he to an be. actor is, <laughs> he's an extra he's a paid extra like he's not just gonna hammer back in that crate is he <laughs> just let it happen uh, let, let it <laughs> So much of this movie, I'm just surprised that the reaction isn't, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, you're right. Why, why don't we get more of that from people? Yeah. Everyone's just too eager to... I mean, I, I've seen plenty of people in my life that will just say that to a stranger. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see it at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, over is he masks. just finding... I see, it over, I see it at Trader Joe's over masks. Like, yeah. like people yelling at a stranger for not wearing a mask. And you got this guy getting crazy. Like, why doesn't anyone just, but think about all the editing. Like there's hours and hours of footage that is on the cutting room floor. Yeah. It, it, so this movie's like, uh, is it 
even 90 it's 96 minutes you do have these like kazakhstan scenes really there's only an hour of this and then there's a lot of filler between that i don't know maybe there's like 50 minutes of him interacting with actual people and is he just finding is it is it editing is it and is it just narrowing it down to find the right people yeah i mean i i I think. I mean, does he go into? Does he go? In, does he find? Try to find several UPS stores until he finds the one guy that's just kind of going to go along with his thing, uh, you know, his shtick or they, like the uh, the abortion or not? I guess it wasn't an abortion clinic. The the family planning clinic. You you oh, just kind of wait for that guy's reaction to be like, what the fuck is going on? And that's not his reaction. It's like, well, did, does he just find? Is he just being able to narrow it down and like find the right people to 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 do this to? You know, I th- I think he they they probably have a a lot of people out in front of the production, screening places, going into places to narrow them down and and yeah. and find like uh, this is kind of a susceptible person. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I'm sure they went to ten different plastic surgeon places. They finally found the the, the creepy, maybe not so legal one. Right. Yeah. To go to. You know, and then you do hear about like well there are people who are unhappy about how they're portrayed so i was like okay yeah so i guess some people did fall for it there's so some that has to be real that some people did think what was ever happening was real and that their reactions and then they see that they're being made fun of when the actual thing comes out so yeah it, it, the whole process of a borat movie is is fascinating what, what what's that uh it's the Apocalypse Now documentary, like The Heart of Darkness. We need one of those. I, I just want to see that. Yeah. For, uh, no kidding. <laughs> for I, I um, would too. I'd be very interested interested yeah. to see one. I mean, and how many how many scenes just didn't make the movie? Yeah. I, I'd like to see some of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know the, the whole Borat shtick is that you know he he he's having a laugh at some people. Uh, and, you know, you kind of watch and you go, know, yeah, some of these people. I, I don't agree with them, and yeah, they, you know, it, it's all right to kind of have a laugh at them. Some of it does still make me uncomfortable. Like I, I do think like the babysitter just seemed like she just seemed like a nice woman. Yeah, you know, I, so I kind do of, think it is. It some feels of it's awkward. Unfair. To have, yeah, it, yeah. I, I feel bad having a laugh at her expense. Although I don't feel like she was made to be like the butt of a joke the way maybe the two uh, conspiracy theorist guys were. Um, and then you know, there's the whole scene in, in the uh, you know about the Holocaust in, in the synagogue, which I was just like, this is just uncomfortable. Like the the anti-Jew thing still. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and you know, I, I maybe he does walk a fine line where it's like, okay, that woman was never made the butt of the joke, unlike other people but it's still just kind of uncomfortable in a, in a comedy movie where you're like uh oh, this like what did that woman think was happening yep yeah you know it is yeah there's just so much of that which can be unfair even like going back to the original one of the scenes that i always remember and it, and it is still i still found it really funny but it, you know maybe as more you know 14 years older than i was when i saw that movie i, I think about this kind of thing more but when he's in that rv with those college kids Mm-hmm. And they are a bunch of drunk ass twenty somethings, um, and it's clear that they're a bunch of drunk ass twenty somethings. They're saying they're saying the worst shit in the world. But I, I think, and I, you know, at the time I'm like these ah these fucking idiots they deserve this. But now I look back I'm like think of all the stupid shit I said and did when I was drinking in college, and 
and you know the intent isn't there it's just it is just words you know and and, and to get caught on camera um you know it's just it's kind of like yeah it makes you think yeah yeah um and so maybe this movie does do um i don't know again maybe just kind of how i how i view it politically but i do feel like maybe there's a there's a, a better line of like okay yeah the people i'm having a laugh at they are kind of you know people maybe you know uh i don't feel as bad for when we as opposed to watch the first one where it's just like oh these are just kind of random people in different regions mainly i'm talking about the um the fest uh, what was it the freedom festival or whatever yeah, yeah. and like anybody no, getting caught on camera singing along to the song i'm like yeah you deserve that yeah 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 like i don't You're i have clearly no a laughing, seeing your face and, and laughing at you yeah. um yeah <laughs> uh what does this movie do anything better than the first borat uh gosh that's hard to say I mean, to me, it's just more of the same. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think it does anything better? No, it really is just. I mean, you know, I, I know he has a show. You know, he had the Ology show. He did what he had. He had a show on like um, Showtime or something where he was kind of doing the Borat shtick. Not not necessarily Borat, but he was getting politicians or or. Uh, you know, doing interviews with people. Um, yeah, that's even even the Ali G show wasn't that wasn't that an Ali G show thing? He, he's interviewing un, unsuspecting people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I do just think, yeah, this is just a continuation. I, if anything, I do like that it is um, more centered, and, and just because of the time we're in, that I do like that a little more. Is like, yeah, this in the end, I'll be like, this will be a nice time capsule. Um. Of, like, the worst time, but at least it does seem, like, a little more focused. It's like, okay, we know who Borat is now, and now it's it's like, okay, yeah, let's see him unleashed on, on these people. As opposed to the first yeah. one, it's just like, oh, we're just being introduced as Borat character. Yeah, th- this one was definitely far more, uh, you know, had, had more direct point of view, what he was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, does this do anything uh, worse? Uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, uh, to, like I mentioned before, I mean, I, as a negative to me, like this, the whole intro getting out of Kazakhstan, I'm like, ah, come on, let's get this going. Um, so it's a little slow of a start to me. Yeah, it does. So I, I have not seen a trailer for this. I had simply just known that it exists. I, I had an idea that it was going to be similar to Borat. And then it opens. I was like, oh, maybe this is more of a movie than document mockumentary. Uh, just because of the way it started. I was like, oh, maybe he does that more. And because, yeah, how can he do his Borat stick in America? Everybody's seen Borat. Yeah, um, you, you, it has right, to It be. is just like 20 minutes of that. And then it goes into what you kind of expect it to be. Yeah, yeah. When it started, to, I was thinking the same too. Maybe there was more of a scripted thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they would like sprinkle in the, you know, there, there would be less, less of the the documentary stuff, but uh, not still plenty of that. Yeah, um, there was. Yeah. 
Would you like to see another Borat movie? Uh, no, I, I don't think I need another Borat movie. I'm going to say, right, good. right now, I'm going to say no. I, you know, say, same with the first one. I, I saw the first one. I laughed heartily. I never w- revisited it. This one, I saw it. I laughed. I'm probably not going to revisit it. But there will come a time in our history. I don't know what's going to occur, but it's going to feel right to have another Borat movie. Yeah, maybe it's in 15 years, and maybe in two years. Who knows? But it, yeah, yeah, maybe I, we colonize it, Mars, and Borat goes there. Something crazy is going to happen. We're all going to be like, on, like uh, as we are now, and then all of a sudden, it's going to announce that uh, uh, some streaming service there, there's a Borat three. And you're like, I didn't even know that they were making a Borat three. You know, and and in all honesty, I don't think. Um, I would have even watched this movie had we not been doing it for the show. I, I, I you know, I love the, I, I remember loving the first one and laughing extremely hard. But when I did, when I first saw that there was one, like you brought up doing it for the show. I'm like, yeah, great idea. But had we not done that, I don't think I would have gotten around to seeing it to be completely honest. Uh-huh. But that's coming after having watched it. Um, uh, so maybe I would have watched it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking I didn't like it very much. <laughs> uh, all right. Would you like to see Borat remade? No. No. I don't know. I have no idea where you'd even start on a remake for Borat. I, I, yeah. I don't know what that means. Usually this question is pretty easy. I don't know how you do it with uh, – yeah, I mean, obviously this is just a Sasha Baron Cohen character. I don't know if you can have someone else do it or what it even look like. Yeah, to me the 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 property, the character is untouchable by anyone other than Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. I don't think it could be done in any way. Could they uh I, I was thinking, watching could there be a reverse of Borat? Would like are are do we get to have a laugh because you know the people on it are like conspiracy theorists or you know that they they're, they're you know, saying awful things, or it's it's a slice of America. Maybe we don't necessarily agree with, or uh, uh, you know, political people. Could could it, could the reverse happen? Could Borat infiltrate like um, the other side? Would that yeah, work? Could could I, he infiltrate I, like you know, the, like woke culture, or or I don't know. <laughs> could could Borat work doing a, a, a at a Black Lives Matter protest? I, I think it could. I, I because I think no matter no matter what side you're 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 kind of trying to target, mm-hmm. there there is the the caricature of that person. Yes. There is there there is the stereotype. You know, no matter no matter what you know political stance you take or or non political stance you take, it there is a joke somewhere that can can be made on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but that that's kind of like where we are with the society right now. Like with Borat movie comes out, he's like, ah, he's making a bunch of a bunch of stupid rednecks. If he did go the other way, like, oh, Sasha Bor- uh, Cohen is is Baron Cohen is clearly a racist and and uh, you know and, you know what I mean? Like, 
clearly yeah. a, a race a racist and a uh uh homophobe and and you know it's just uh, it that the the right wing side is so much easier to to yeah. target for being dumb for some reason yeah um, so so I do think it would work it would be harder to pull off but I, I think you could do it that being said I'm not sure the demographic to watch that exists or cares to, to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the audience? Do you have, I don't know, the, the person to pull it off, you know, be able to do that. Um, yeah. I definitely think it exists on the left finding that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just kind of have to, Find but, it some, you know, there yeah. there may be plenty of there may be the audience. I mean, there there's probably plenty of people like myself who kind of just in the middle yeah. <laughs> and enjoy laughing at everybody. So, I imagine there's probably a lot of people maybe maybe on the right who, who just go, well, this isn't funny. He is just making fun of, you know, a certain stuff. I do think he went out of his way, to, though, to point out like why this is funny or why this like especially like like the 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 family clinic thing where okay this wasn't just a guy who was anti-abortion this was a guy who was willing to like not address the fact that he was playing the father who impregnated his daughter like right kind of makes that obvious like okay yeah we're not just saying being pro pro pro-life is bad the guy who doesn't want to deal with incest would rather talk about the abortion maybe maybe that guy's worth being made fun of yeah yeah Yeah. that, that is that is true yeah, or, you know, and the conspiracy theorists, it wasn't, it, these weren't just anti-maskers or guys who didn't want to, you know, not quarantine. These were guys who had crazy conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton drinking blood. <laughs> and so, you know, that would definitely exist. You could find the guy on the left who was just like, you know, the the, the, the above woke guy who just, your information, you're misinformed. And that's why this is funny. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's just, it's just is Larry the Cable Guy going to put in that much work to find those people? <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if Larry the Cable Guy is would consider himself a Republican comedian. I don't know. I I, I don't know who who Tim Allen I guess could could Tim yeah, Allen maybe, pull this off? Yeah, maybe Tim Allen. Uh, <laughs> he seems on the conservative side of things. Yeah. Oh, I, I think he's come out uh, especially after the election and said some things. So. Uh, you know, I mean, we've seen him put on the prosthetics for the Santa Claus movies. Oh yeah, he'll do he'll do costume. <laughs> he can do some costume. Let him go to like uh, you know Brooklyn or some some of these these hotbeds for uh, you know hipster leftist culture and just let, let him run wild. <laughs> um, maybe that's the remake. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, what, what, what do you grade this as far as a, a, a sequel name? We, we only do this with, with the interesting name. So um, do I need to repeat it for you? Um, for, for no, no, I, okay. I, I need you to, re- I need you to tell me the, I'm just joking. I love one. I loved how the, the movie title changed throughout the movie. Yeah. I, I thought that to me, that was, that was just really clever and funny. Um, as far as the, you know, subsequent movie film, if you just stop there, I think it's excellent. Yeah. Um, you had the delivery of, of prodigious bride to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. 
Love it. Love it. Because it, it, it keeps with the, the theme of the original and it's and it's equally long and, and ridiculous. So I'm grading it a four out of five. Yeah. That, that is high praise. I mean, um, I don't know what you've given a five to. I know Team Wolf 2 is on the lower end of the spectrum. Uh, so th- this is this is high praise for for a sequel name. I, yeah, uh, I just I like consistency. You know, you get yeah. some points for consistency. Yeah, I'm trying to think if if, if the movie was just called Borat, but he made the R at two, that, that probably wouldn't be that great. <laughs> uh, and if I, Borat two, did, did we need it? You know, I'm going to say we did need it. We did need it. Just um, given the the turmoil that the world is in right now as we talk, yeah, we needed something like this. I don't know why, but I say we do need it. Yeah, you know, both Borat films, I don't love. I, I, I do think they are funny. Like They are... They're funny movies, but as far as like comedies go, they're not my cup of tea. Like I, I do like story and actors and just you know written fiction. Uh, so they're not something I, I revisit. Even watching them, I'm like, oh, that was that was good, but not great. But I do like that Borat exists. I, I tell you what, I'm gonna say we needed it, but barely because and at least we're in quarantine. I don't have to hear a bunch of my wives or uh, wow wow wee wows. Because uh, I'm not on a college campus anymore. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. So for that, I'm like, oh, I kind of don't. I kind of wish we didn't have Borat, so I don't have to hear Very Nice. Yeah, but, I was doing. I was doing some Borats pretty hard for about 24 hours, but I'm, I'm officially you got it out of your system. Yeah, officially got it out. Yeah, I got it out of the system. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So I'm gonna say yeah, we did it, and it it, it is just a nice. It will be an interesting look, you know, 20 years from now of 2020 of being able to see this Borat movie. Yeah, and you know, I, I want to ask, um, like a a young adult, like a 18 year old or a 20 year old, what they think of this movie. Um, I, I personally think I I think I have outgrown this thing. I have outgrown the Borat shtick. Uh, um, I, I mean, I did rewatching it. I still laugh, but. I just am like, yeah, this is, it is what it is. Um, but I'd like to ask a younger person, like, did they go apeshit over it? Like I did when I first saw it. Yeah, it would be interesting. You know, because part, part of the thing is, is is this stunt that he does. Like, we know these people, these type of people exist, but we've kind of seen them exposed for a lot. Like, The Daily Show was doing this kind of stuff for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this like fake interview where you kind of catch people saying saying things that you go, well, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, you know, and then, of course, the first Borat movie. So in 2020, it's not that shocking. Like, I wasn't appalled or like I, I wasn't like, wow, I can't believe these people got caught saying this thing on, on camera. I'm just like, yeah, these. Yeah, we've seen this a million times. These people speak on the local news. Yeah. And say this kind of stuff. So it does kind of. So I do want to. Yeah. Someone new to this, if they say, seen it. It, it, it's probably just not as groundbreaking or like, you know, so innovative as it was in 2006. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a good, yeah, 
Eighteen-year-olds probably see this on TikTok all the time. I don't know what TikTok is, but I imagine that's what this is. You know, I think this is a lot of what TikTok is. TikTok just has Borat filters. Little weird people go around and they, yeah, and they say gotcha, and they they catch people saying saying dumb stuff. And 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 there's definitely a lot of very nices. Ton of yeah, ton (laughs) of very nices. Uh, Yeah, if you have thoughts on on Borat two. Uh, you can tweet us, dbtgpod, or uh, email us, dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, um, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, a- anywhere um, podcasts are available. Um, we have another movie line, another new movie, another streaming movie, um, as that's just how they are released in 2020 uh we're gonna watch the hbo max exclusive the witches uh for next episode so you guys can gear up for that a lot of uh, excitement in my household over this one. Oh, for for the witches of, yep a lot of excitement to hit this one yeah yep. uh so, well you, so you will hear our thoughts in about two weeks so uh till then it's been don't be that guy guide to sequel and remakes great success I hope quarantine never mm-hmm. end.